0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. And welcome to another episode of Monsters and Murder. I'm your host for today's episode. It's Shane. It's another solo episode. And whatever time you're listening, this is going to be an episode sort of similar to a style that we started out doing, but then we dropped. But you guys kind of know our circumstances right now, it's summer with both of us being busy, students, work, life. But I want to assure everyone that normalcy is coming. In fact, it's coming very, very soon. There's a laid out plan, there's a structure, there's a schedule to get us back on track. And with that said, I want to tell you guys a little bit about today's episode. So today, I want to look at three stories that are circulating the internet. Two are very, very recent. One of them, I think, has been on the internet for a while, and you may or may not be very familiar with it when you hear it. But you will, and we'll talk about it, and I just want to discuss my thoughts on these, and then I want to discuss my beliefs on if they're true or not, and then I want to discuss if they actually are true, if they've been proven false, or if they've been proven true. Um, So that's going to be today's episode, but before we begin all of that, I wanted to share a personal story that happened to me this past weekend. Now, you know, we're still in summer, and i'm trying to do a million things it feels like especially with work but i also still try to get out and enjoy myself a little bit as well and this past weekend i was in abington virginia now those of you that have listened before and listened to the episodes where i covered Emory and henry college know that that is my alma mater and that's where i attended my college years so abington if you know anything about southwest virginia and i'm not trying to dox like my location but you know it's close it's very close to where i live so it's not even a day's drive but it's it's a little trip but abington virginia is also right down the road from good old emory and henry so there's a lot of history there but i went up there this weekend uh to really kind of enjoy myself i went alone to just have some time alone on my old stomping grounds i didn't visit the campus but I went up there initially to look at a certain flea market i love to yard sale garage sale i love going to flea markets i like to look for things from my childhood such as older video games from the nintendo the nes or the super nintendo the snes i also like to look for certain types of books that are a little older goosebumps books from my childhood that i read when i was in school books that i checked out from the library when i was in school and i know that my current library has many of these books. So if I really have the itch to read those, at least the ones that I read when I was younger and in, in elementary school, I could go to the library and get those. But I also kind of want to own those and have my own little library so I don't have to leave the house to go get those. <laughs> as far as the Dark Shadow books go, those are a little harder to find. Of course, they're on Shmi Bay and other shopping apps like that. But every once in a while, and then at this particular flea market I went to, I found some one year, and so I'd like to go back and just check out Mm -hmm. what that vendor has. So I was up in Edmonton, I was doing my thing, had a really fun time, I treated myself to eating out, Uh, something you will probably hear me mention on the podcast as we move further, I discovered I have some food allergies, so I ate out and treated myself, but I did so on the new restrictions I have to place on myself, which are very, very hard, because I'm allergic to a lot of major things that are in a lot of foods, but, you know, I'm not starving, so that's good. It's a total first world problem. So I go in Abitant, I'm doing my thing, I'm having a great time, it was a beautiful day, the weather was so sunny, and if any of you guys have been there or just know of this place, it's such a very, very beautiful place. You know, it has I-81, so you can get on the interstate and go to other major cities like Roanoke, Richmond, and even, you know, take enough of those interstates, you'll be up in D.C. But there's interstate access, but it's a small town. And the way that I go up to Virginia, I cross over into Tennessee and then go up to Virginia that way. They're not exactly back roads, but they are more just, I guess, single highways. They're not like double highways or two lane highways that go up. And I also go through this very, very small area of Damascus, Virginia. Now, again, like I said, I'm not trying to dox myself, but I think people who listen to us, we've told everyone that we live in Boone. So, you know, that's where we live in a small city, but it's growing and we have a giant university. So I'm going on my way. I think it's Route 11, Road 11. I'm not entirely sure. I know it's not a major highway, but I do take 421 so far before I turn off and get on this road. And there is one section that is very curvy because you're essentially going through a road that's been made. Uh, They've had to cut a lot of rock. And then there's a very small creek on the side or I guess maybe river. I think it might be a river. I don't think it's a creek because it's a river because it's a good sized river. However, the drop from the road to the river is not deep. It might be like a foot or two at most. So I always tell everyone that when I was driving that way when I was in college, God forbid if there was ever a wreck, but at the same time, unless you flipped upside down or on your side, you have a very good chance if your car went off into that little river. It's not very deep. You know, you could stand it might be ankle or shin deep at most. So but that road is very curvy. And even in the summertime, you have to watch your speed or you'll go right off in the river, or you will cause an accident, which could potentially harm or kill someone. Um, So on the way up, no issues. I didn't really have any issues on the way down either, but on the way down, I go through Damascus and I get to this little curvy section where I'm going around the curves that are right at the rocks. And there are signs that warn you for falling rocks, which are normal for my whole life. I've seen those everywhere because that's the area we live in. But a lot of people who aren't from here are like, are there really falling rocks? Yes, there are sometimes, but it's not like a daily occurrence, but it is something to be aware of because it's just a sheet of rock. So when it rains or if we do have any tectonic movement, even if we don't feel it, you got to be aware of that stuff. So I'm going down this little curvy way and I'm taking the curves. I'm doing the speed limit. I am listening to a podcast of some sort I don't even remember what it was at that time because I listened to a lot that day like whenever I'm in the car whenever I'm driving like 95% of the time I'm listening to podcasts I circulate through a bunch that I enjoy including our own so I hope you guys do that too and I take no offense if you tell us that we are not the only podcast you listen to in fact I encourage it there's a lot of good content out there so I'm taking my time I'm on these roads enjoying my day it's the end of the day I'm a little tired. I'm ready be, to be back home because it's Saturday and that first half of my weekend was devoted to that trip. And as I start going through around some of these curves, I notice that a ca- the first car, one of the cars I see, flashes the slides at me. So I'm like, oh, okay, there's probably a cop up there doing speed checks, which is really odd in this section of the road, but I do know a lot of people like to speed. Um, and it's an issue in general it's also an issue because there are some big trucks that take this way and they take up enough road but if you're speeding you're going to cause an accident a very bad accident with them so the first car did it and i was like okay there's a cop somewhere ahead i was also about halfway through at this point from this section of road so i'm like he's probably setting it where it begins so that way when people exit or when they enter he can catch the speeders so i pass that car and then another car passes and does the same thing and I'm like, okay, I get it. There's a cop ahead. I'm doing the speed limit. I'm not going to be stupid and speed on this section of road. And then another car passes me and flashes its lights. And then another. And all these oncoming traffic, mm. which is not a lot. It's not like there was like a line of them. But this happened, I would say, like at six or seven cars. And that's when I begin to be a little concerned. So I'm like, okay, it's, you know, everyone's not going to do the whole, let me flash my lights and warn oncoming cars of, uh, speed trap ahead. I began to think it was a little weird. Another car passes, does the exact same thing. So then my mind goes to what it always does, of course. And that's I don't want to say supernatural, but it definitely goes to a area that is danger. And even though it's broad daylight, you know, it's like three, four, maybe five no, it's definitely between three and four at this point, or maybe between four and five, regardless of the time. It's still daylight. It's August. It doesn't get dark until like 9 or 9.30. So I'm driving along and this other car does it as well. And I begin to think, I'm like, oh God, are they trying to warn me that someone's in the back of my car trying to kill me like that little urban legend? <laughs> I mean, I actually looked in my rearview mirror to look at the back of the car. No one was there. And I have the hatchback trunk. So you have the back seat and then you have the trunk. So I could see if anyone was in there too. No one was there. And I had all the things that I purchased that day for my shopping in the back of my car too. I had also stopped at a grocery store. So I had groceries back there. There was no one in my car. But that's where my mind went to. Um, And then I began to wonder, because I got gas before I started my trip back home, I'm like, did I leave the gas tank open again? Or sometimes did I leave the gas tank open and the lid open? And that's what they were warning me of. So my mind is going to all these horrible places that something's wrong with the car, something's wrong with me, someone's in my car, or there's just danger ahead. Well, as I drive along, you know, I'm still doing the speed limit. I'm still driving well. I do get up there and see what they were trying to warn me about. They were trying to warn me about some type of accident because I go around this one curve and then I can see ahead on the next oncoming curve where there is actually a little, I don't say like roadside but oh, what are they called when you're driving? And it says they're ending. It's essentially like the space before the drop off, like a ditch where you could pull off. And there are a couple police cars there. There is an ambulance there and there's some motorcyclists pulled off. There's a car pulled off. The police are talking to what I believe are the drivers of the car. Uh, the motorcyclists are standing there and the paramedics are kind of like walking back and forth. I didn't see anyone hurt. And oddly, I didn't really see Damage from a wreck like I don't know if the car hit a motorcycle. I didn't see a down motorcycle Uh, Very luckily there was nothing on the road. So no blood splatter or anything like that Which is always good because some accidents especially if they involve motorcyclist or just cyclist in general It's bad, but there was nothing like that. So I don't know what happened. I you know, I rubbernecked as I went by I guess that's what they call it. Do they still call it that? I'm not entirely sure but, you know, I was doing the thing where I'm driving and keep my eyes on the road, but also really, really interested in trying to see what is going on on the side of the road. Um, and whatever happened, I hope it was very minor and it looked like everything was under control. There was a police officer and wearing a neon vest, kind of directing traffic. And as I went, as I was getting near, closer to him, I slowed down and then he waved me on through and I went on through and that was that. So afterwards, I decided I would try to do my civic duty and flash my lights to the next few cars that I passed. And I passed like three or four that I did that too. And then I kind of exited that little curvy area and I was like, okay, I'm far enough away now where, where they will come up upon it or someone else will warn them. And, and I wanted to be part of the group and help. So I feel like I did. But that, that initially, after so many cars had flashed their lights at me, I was like, okay, something's up and it could have been with me. Now I know listeners, that the world does not revolve around me. <laughs> but, you know, when you get lots of little signs like that, you immediately begin to think something's wrong. And while something was, I definitely hope everyone that was involved in that came out of that healthy and unhurt and there was very little to no damage to any vehicles because we all know that's expensive. But mm. I hope everything from that worked out and and everyone recovers and, and all is well. You know, I'm sure they had it cleared by the end of the day. And I ran into no other issues on my way home. I don't even really consider that an issue, but it was definitely something that's a little odd that I wanted to share because my mind immediately went to, oh God, someone's at the back of the car. They're going to try to kill me. Or they're warning me of something really, really bad ahead. Um, and while an accident of any kind is never good, there are accidents that would be considered really, really bad, accidents considered really minor. And I hope it was on that side. So that's my little story from the weekend. I do wanna tell you all uh, this morning when I got up, I had a mini heart attack because I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth and all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye, I see this little, what looks like it to me, a shadow kind of crawling towards me. It was the cat. It was Winnie. She was in the bathroom. Sam didn't know when she left the bathroom and I got in there to do my morning routine. And Winnie was in the shower, which was not on. <laughs> And she was just hanging out, I guess. And whenever she was done, she decided to make her entrance. And I saw it out of the corner of my eye, brushing my teeth, and nearly choked to death on my own spit. Not the toothbrush. Uh, Because I thought this little scary shadow creature had just emerged. And it's way too early for it because it was like 6.30 this morning. (laughs) So I feel like that cat's a little bit determined to give me a heart attack. Uh, But I love them. Sam loves them. They're still doing great. I don't know if you hear them during this podcast, but as we get back on our normal schedule, they'll make their presence known like they always do. So that's my story from this weekend. And now I want to dive into the other stories. Our first story is going to be one that I'm sure you guys have seen. And this one's one that's been on the Internet the longest. And this first story I actually have the audio of the story because it's on all the TikToks, the reels, any type of videos you find on the internet, even articles or whatnot. But I think the most popular medium are the videos now. And it is the Flight Pan Am 914. Here we
1: go. How did Pan Am Flight 914 traveled 37 years into the future in the summer of 1955? passengers boarded a plane that took off from new york to florida the flight was only supposed to take three hours but once it was over the atlantic ocean the plane disappeared off the radar without a trace hours passed and the rescue team was sent to find the plane but their efforts were futile and it was later assumed that pan am flight 914 had crashed the airlines declared the case closed until 37 years later in venezuela when an air traffic controller Juan de la Corte identified a mystery plane claiming to be Flight 914 requesting permission to land in Miami, Florida. The authorities were called and the plane landed safely. However, after realizing what year it was, the captain, still in shock, yelled over the radio to stay away, frantically started up the plane and took off into the horizon and was never seen again. That is why many people are wondering, how did Pan Am Flight 914 Traveled 37 years into the
0: future. Sounds interesting, right? I was instantly fascinated by this and thought it would be super cool for the podcast, so I began to research it because it's such a weird event. And if you know anything about this story, just like I found out, you know or you will find out if you tried to look it up. It is indeed fake. While it's fun to think that that plane passed through some sort of wormhole into the future or that maybe a UFO was involved, it was just a made-up story. It is from an article in the tabloid known as the Weekly World News. You might have seen this publication because it ran from 1979 to 2007. The name totally sounds familiar to me, even though it was definitely not something I read. I tried to stay away from those tabloids like National Enquirer, which is one that I always saw on newsstands everywhere. Whether it be if i in the grocery store, in Walmart, Kmart, I'm really dating myself with these with that store, but <laughs> it was everywhere. I don't know. I think National Enquirer still exists, but the Weekly World News does not, and that's because it's essentially just fake news. Now, this story about Pan AM Flight 914 is a super interesting work of fiction. It's the type of fiction that I love. Um, the article itself originally ran in 1985, but then the magazine or tabloid, whatever you want to call it, the publication, ran it again in 1985, 1993, and again in 1999 before Being discovered by TikTok and other social medias of the like, which now make it readily available any and everywhere. I first came across this just scrolling through what I'm pretty sure was probably the reels on Instagram, which use many of the TikTok videos. So I discovered that and that's when I began to do my research. It just it seems like it could be true to a degree, even though the story itself is so wild and Unfortunately, planes disappear. It's part of the reason why I have plane anxiety that these planes can just kind of blip off the radar and you never truly know what happened to them. If there are remains found or if you find like luggage and pieces of the plane, we still don't ever really know what truly happened up there. Now, if this story seems recognizable to you because you think it's a plot from a television show that you watched it is indeed sounding a little bit like that TV show Manifest, which is said to be inspired by this story. To what degree and maybe how much, I don't even really know. I also like to think that if this did happen and even happened today, because I know the story says 1955 and then it came back in 1985 or 87, whatever it was. Um, I think it said 1985. But if this happened today, I don't think the plane would just take off and ride off into the sunset to disappear again. I mean, maybe if a plane did travel in time and it was through a wormhole and the wormhole was still open, maybe I could see them going back super fast and mean like, we need to go back. But if it happened today, I think the plane would land. Um, And even if it didn't, like I mentioned before, I still think we'd have some evidence of it. We'd have some proof on radar that this plane existed before it blipped out of existence again. But I just, I just, I just don't, you know, I know it's a fake story, but I just don't see any resonance of even speculating if this could happen. And if it did, what that would mean. There's a TV show for that. Like I said, it's called Manifest. I've never watched it. I'm not trying to give it a free plug, even though I guess I am by talking about it. But that could be something to look into if you're more interested in this and kind of see their take on this story. I feel like because I've seen bits and pieces of it here and there and seen it in the news. I know it has Prince Charming from Once Upon a Time as one of the main stars on it. And I can't remember if Snow White either was on it or guest starred on it or something. I didn't like the Charmings on Once Upon a Time. But that's a whole different type of story. So there you have it. There's our lie. The next two stories, they have some truth base to them. And the first one we are going to talk about is Making Its Rounds on the Internet. Our next story, I'm sure you've heard about. I'm sure everyone has heard about it at this point, but it is about the lady on the airplane who freaked out and caused a scene because she thought she was sitting next to what has been described as a shapeshifter or, depending on the sources, a lizard person. And she essentially causes the plane to turn around and land back down. And everyone's flight is delayed after that, but this video is... Made its rounds quickly on the internet as just about anything else. It went viral in no time. And at this point, if you haven't heard of it, you're going to hear about it now. I'm going to play the recording. You will hear some of the added little spooky music halfway through, which is the extended part of the video that you normally don't see that just essentially shows the crew of the flight trying to calm her down. So you'll hear that. I couldn't find anything else that wasn't that obvious I mean a lot of them have a lot of the spooky music in the background and I think it starts out just the audio and then the spooky music starts when you kind of are able to hear her less and hear the crew trying to calm her down so let's take a listen to that clip and then we'll discuss
1: This is a new video made by another passenger who was on the flight the woman on the plane was on who became distraught when she realized she was supposedly sitting next to a shapeshifter.
0: I'm verify this the
1: Who claims to have seen a sh-
0: okay, that's the clip. But now we're going to talk about it and kind of discuss and delve into what we just listened to. When I first heard this, just like with the other video, I immediately wanted to see more videos. And so I began to search for anything I could find on this. I wanted to see the guy that she was talking about. And I was hoping to see footage maybe a little bit earlier than where the one we played and where most of them pick up from of maybe like her getting up from her seat, and then we get a glimpse of this dude, but I don't think that's really ever surfaced, at least not at the time of this recording, because why would anyone be recording before the theatrics began? Now, there are several possibilities of what could have transpired, and there are some theories that we're going to dive into just a little bit. Some reports, of course, state that This was delusions of a drunken woman. And of course they would. It's the first thing most people are going to tend to or turn to, not tend to, but it's the first thing people are going to turn to to explain this illogical event that happened. These so-called reports say that witnesses and other passengers say that she was drinking at the time or before boarding, with some others alleging that they saw her drinking in the airport before boarding. Many people believe she was acting the way that we just heard in the audio clip because she had too much to drink. In other words, she had too much alcohol. One witness also went further to say that she was so intoxicated that the whole thing actually started over her losing an airpod and then blaming the guy or lizard guy or shapeshifter in question who was seated next to her. I personally am not too sure alcohol played any factor in this, but I'm not 100% on that. It's It very well could have. I don't know. I don't think many of the people know. Maybe if they were in close proximity to her, they could have smelled it on her breath if she was indeed drinking that much. I mean, alcohol is very pungent. So even when someone takes a drink or has a drink, you smell it on their breath. It's (laughs) it to me. It smells disgusting. I am kind. Actually, not kind of. I am very straight edge. So I do not consume alcohol. I don't smoke anything. I definitely do not do any type of drugs. You know, I I take medicines that are prescribed to me for things like sinus infections um, and things like that. So again, very straight edge. I don't have a lot of experience with alcohol myself, but I have definitely seen a lot of alcohol abuse in my lifetime. And I have to say, her words were not slurring like many drunk people do. So even if she has some alcohol She, to me, did not come across as someone who was drunk. Now, there are some other people that if we leap across the spectrum, there are others who believe that what she was saying is actually 100% true. These reports say witnesses believe that she was sitting next to a shapeshifter whose eyes gave him away when they accidentally blinked the wrong way. So, to explain this a little further... When you blink, our eyes are horizontal, your eyelid comes over your eye, and you blink. We do it countless number of times a day, and if you try to pay attention to it, you'll not blink as much, and if you don't, you just blink normally, as you do. A lot of people like to say these shapeshifters, or lizard guys, or lizard people, I should say, um, it's it's a term that people like to use interchangeably, shapeshifter and lizard person, when they are actually different. A lizard person is to be believed to be impersonating humans, while shapeshifters can just change their form into anything. So when we talk about how his eyes accidentally blink the wrong way, with lizard people, sometimes people are thinking that when they blink, their real lizard eyes are seen. Or I have heard and even seen some talk of when they blink, it goes... Instead of, I guess, blinking kind of in our horizontal shape where your, your eyelid comes down from side to side, or there's a couple eyelids that come down. There's so many weird ways that things and reptil reptiles. I say reptilians, reptiles blink. And so this theory says that she saw that, and that's why she freaked out. Some people believe that the man was a lizard person and that could explain why she freaked out if there was, you know, something going on with his eyes. And this, of of course, is speculation, which leads us to our next theory. There are those who believe that this woman has some sort of psychic gift. This theory says that she was actually seeing something that no one else could see. She obviously does not know that she has this gift either, which explains her reaction in the freak out on the plane. I really don't know about this one either, and, you know, many people, I do kind of more believed the theory that most people are convinced about, and that is that she was actually talking about the man who was the other passenger sitting beside of her in her seat. I did, early on when I first started researching this, and I started researching like a week or so ago just to see what was out there, I found a TikTok from a man who claimed to be the man that she freaked out about. He gave cadence to the alcohol theory, but he also spoke about how they had a conversation and she began to grow upset when speaking to him. Um, if if this is to be believed, it's not the a fake video because there is someone out there who made a video who says, I was on the plane and I was reading an audio book and this happened. But that person clang in the notes before you watch a video that's fake, which doesn't help the many people who watch these videos and don't read the notes. Um... But this dude claimed to have told her that he was a Freemason, to which she began to tell him things like, oh, did you know they eat babies? They kidnap children and other people, and they do horrible things to everyone. So during this conversation, she starts spurting out that about Freemasons. And I'm not talk- taking up for Freemasons. That could be a whole other episode and topic in itself. But according to this video, he just said, I'm a Freemason. And she goes down this tangent, if we are to believe what this guy says. I can't remember the name, and I unfortunately do not have the video. I really should have saved it. Good grief. I don't know know what's wrong with my talking. (laughs) I mean, this is also very typical me. I don't think I've come across a word I can't pronounce yet, but we'll see. To talk, you never know. It's still young. So he claims that he just stops responding to her. He raises his hoodie and proceeds to ignore her. That's when she flips out, and then that's when essentially the video and audio that I just played that's when it starts after this has happened, and she gets up and causes all of this commotion. He also attributed to releasing his side of the story so late because she actually caused a delay, and the plane turned around it landed. Most accounts from what I've read, which do seem to be true, say that the delay was three hours long, but imagine if you had connecting flight and you missed that flight due to the delay, you were probably delayed longer. So I do believe that people on this flight were delayed when they went back and landed because of this lady. I'm not sure what to think, honestly. On one hand, as someone who has anxiety about flying, it is scary that she felt this way on the plane. Um, She really, you know, she really, I think, believed what she was seeing. But on the other hand, she could really have some issues. Or maybe... We have the third option, the third door, is that she really did see something unexplainable. Whether the rest of us could see it, whether it was a guy beside of of her. We just don't know. One thing that we do know for certain is that this was an event that happened. It is, the video is real. The woman did freak out. And many people have commended the airline for how they handled the situation. So it happened, whether you believe she saw something or not. And finally we come to our last video for this episode. A man who tried to go for the door on an airplane in midair, which is being attributed to the fact that he too, like the woman in the video we last discussed, was sitting next to a shapeshifter. As he ran to the door, he is tackled to the floor by two other passengers. Let's take a listen. Okay, this one is even more bizarre than the lady on the plane, I think. And I believe that because I could find even less on this guy which I am attributing to partly due to a story about a man who did actually open a door mid-flight and luckily that airplane was descending to land but he still opened a door so that kind of muddled my search I'm not gonna lie I also changed while recording this episode I kind of shifted into including the story as opposed to what I was going to do because I think the other alternative that I had planned for this episode might be an episode on its own so stay tuned for that. This video about this guy does not help my plane anxiety and while you know I don't even understand everything that he says in the video clearly he just like the woman before was scared of something and this is a real event that actually happened so I'm interested to hear what you guys or anyone thinks about this. Uh, I like I said, I tried to do some initial research on this, and I kept seeing the story about the guy who actually did open a door mid-flight. Luckily, the plane landed safely, and everyone on that flight too was safe. Um, at that time, I did happen to see an article about that. That one of the, or I guess I should say, the rider, not the airline uh, workers, but one of the rider claimed that the only person who was actually in danger of being sucked out of the plane was most likely the guy who opened the door because since the plane was descending, everyone should have been buckled up. And that's the key phrase, should have been. We weren't on the plane. We don't know if they were. Opening a door mid-flight is always a danger no matter what, even if you are safely buckled up in your seat. No one wants that to happen. Again, not helping my plane anxiety. I like to think I don't have a fear of flying, but it's... It's so nerve-wracking, and I know it's it's a safe way to travel, you know, potentially safer than a car, but in a car I have control, at least I like to think, but, but there's a lot more cars out there, and if we ever make it to that future where we're like the Jetsons, there might be more planes in the sky. That's a little off-topic. I don't want to ramble too much about this, but... Yeah, what is up with people seeing shapeshifters slash lizard people on planes? Do they exist, one? Are they getting braver about kind of confirming their existence? I did read something like the guy says that he told him he was going to take down the plane or this was his day, you know, to die. That is horrifying, even if another human tells you that. I don't know what I would do if someone told me that. I would like to think I wouldn't freak out and have to be taken down by my fellow passengers, maybe the person who says that should be or maybe these people are seeing something that we can't see. Maybe we're they are experiencing something that's not there. Or who knows? Like I said, I would love to hear what other people think. So, I know this was a really short Episode I really do hope you guys enjoyed. If you want to hear me talk about more videos online, please let me know. Do not be afraid to reach out. You can find us online at Instagram at Monsters and Murder Pod, or you can send us an email at monstersandmurderpod at gmail And, da-da-da, I finally started creating TikTok content. (laughs) Now, my TikTok content is my own personal TikTok, but I will include podcast content on there to hopefully help advertise the show, get some new listeners, have some stuff for current listeners, maybe put out some sneak peeks. You never know. I'm still very new at it. I'm also, honestly, in my opinion, kind of bad at it. But on TikTok, I believe I am... Oh, it would help if I knew my name. I think I'm Shane Lee 11 or Shane Lee Miller 11. Um. (laughs) (laughs) We will have that correctly in the show notes. But I did put one advertisement for the podcast in general out there. You can take a look at it. I am also open to any notes on how to be a better -er. (laughs) TikToker, but I will also have my personal stuff on there. Like I said, my personal TikTok is not going to be dedicated to the podcast alone. You'll see things on there about TV shows I like. You'll see me doing some of the fun filters. You will see me just doing some of the other fun things that TikTokers do because I want to try to produce that content. I think it's fun. I'm a performer. It's another outlet for me to perform. So yeah, hit me up on there. I would like to thank everyone for listening to this episode. And as we always say, stay safe. Bye.